Bros to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. And we are back. We're back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is Dudes to Dads. Did you like the way I said that? Little, I do. A little like bit of inflection yeah. in the Dudes voice. Dudes to Dads. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, obviously on this episode or on uh, this podcast, we often will use different voice. Inflections. What do you say? Fle- inflections? inflections. Yeah, yeah I think vocal inflections. Well, you're a voice guy with a deep voice. Vocal inflections. Um, but welcome to another episode. How you been? Good. Yeah, yeah. I think been busy, but a lot you going on. You were on a little vacation. I was gone for a while, so uh, if we're a little behind, that's why. Well, we had doubled up. We did prior to that, yeah. which we were announced. And it Hopefully, wasn't a we're secret. caught up. Yeah, yeah we're almost we're, or almost caught. We're up. we're caught up. Yeah, now. yeah. So, um, interesting topic for today, and it came about. I like to give some context. It came okay. about because of just multiple people that I come across in my life. And, you know, I, I often see, uh, you know, a lot of similarities with young, young dads or dads that are, you know, have newer kids. And so, I mean, this, the whole mm. stuff of what dudes to dads is about. Sure. And I'm often coming across, you know, a lot of similarities. And when I see something that is just really interesting or hits me, I like to talk about it. Right. And so one of the things that, I wanted to talk about, and this is the title of it. It's, it's, it's hard to be a dad mm-hmm. where and why we struggle. Okay. That's the, that's the topic. And this would be like advice for probably the younger generation, or like you said, the newer kids. I think it's actually for everybody. <laughs> you know? No, you're right. You're right. But probably better for the people. that. Know yeah. And this isn't right. really to just get something off my chest. It's really intended for dads that are out there listening um, to understand that what they feel and what they're going through mm. is very common and that they're not alone. Yeah. You know, cause that's a lot of times when you're going through difficult times, you often feel alone. That's a lot. Well, like, you know, we talked about a, a, a depression and addiction. We had the specialist yes. in and he said, that's right. One of the biggest things about that with addicts or addiction or anything is that people, they feel alone. Yeah. And that's a horrible feeling. I mean, nobody likes to feel alone. No, and yeah. it sucks you right back into your own feeling and you become completely more self-centered, right. which makes you focus on you being depressed, which makes you more depressed. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, you know, a lot of people struggle, you know, including myself. I mean, this is not, you know, this, these are not things that, um, you know, we're immune to you right. know, trying to figure life out and stuff. Um, what, I, what I was noticing, though, is that the more you care about things, like, like in general, <laughs> you just like that you actually put the effort to care. Mm-hmm it seems like it's more difficult, (laughs) right? You know, there's almost like this weird dynamic. And so when your kids, when you have new kids, whether it's newborn, you know, probably up to about three to four years old, that's the hardest time. Yes. Being a dad. Like, Uh, yeah, you know, and and here's the thing I'm prefacing all this with, you know, mom struggle, people in different situations struggle. Of course. You know, there's all kinds of stuff, you know, disclaimers. Yeah. I'm talking about dads and that's because that's what the show is about and that's who I relate to. Yeah. And when your kids are really young, this whole transition of going from the single guy to the dad and Mm. the family man, that's why this podcast is here because it's really, really difficult. It's yeah. not that we're just celebrating and having a great time. And, you know, there's a lot of dads and beer. Well, know? that, I mean, you know, there's some element of that, here, you, you know, and, and I don't want to take this as a pessimistic view, but there are so many things that dads feel and think and go through during these times that it's not easy. 
And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's the impetus of why you started the group in the first place. I mean, you started the meetup group as an answer to some of the difficulties that you were having at that time that you had to kind of pull yourself through. And thankfully, you had some advice from great people and your mom and all these other people that were huge influences that other people probably didn't have privy to. Yeah, that's I mean, it's a good point. It's it's having some of the tools and the mechanisms to cope with it. That's the best word. I don't know. Um, So what happens is I think when people go through stuff like this, you know, they don't know where, like they don't know what to do. Exactly. It's it's not that you want to be in that situation. I mean, I've been in those situations where I feel really, really down. Uh It's not like I'm like, yeah, this is cool. You know, like (laughs) I really want to feel down right now. You know, that's not what we're, that's not what we're thinking. It's, it's, you know, how do I get out of this? Or in saying, I don't even see a different way. Like I I don't even, it's not even there. I mean, I remember actually in my mid twenties, I was going through, you could call it like quarter life crisis (laughs) and, um, stress, just all kinds of things going on, changing career and relationships and things. And I remember being pretty down, you know, I wouldn't call it a full on, like, I don't know the diagnosis of depression, but I was, I was really down, had a lot of anxiety, Mm. believe it or not, a lot more than I did. (laughs) And remember looking around at me, I went out one time and I was just like, I don't think other people are dealing with this stuff. These people seem so happy. (laughs) I know. And I didn't feel that way. Yeah. I didn't feel happy. I I was, I was pissed off. I was angry. I was stressed. Yeah. And, um, I was in the same category in the exact same thing. And because there was, and and you just kind of fake it a lot. Sure. You know? And then, so when you have a child and you have a family and a, you know, wife, you can't really fake it anymore. I know. Like, I mean, they're, you know, these are people that are with you first of all, all the time. Yeah. You have much more responsibilities, you know, whether it's your job or your, you know, now that your child or, and so the idea of quote faking it, it's really, really hard to do. And it's not something that you even really care. It's it's interesting that you say faking it because you don't realize that the people that are around you that you think are happy are also faking it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, true. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's easy to compare yourself to other people. And I think that's a lot what people do is, you know, they look and say, well, you know, this guy has more money or that guy's got a great relationship or these, this guy always seems happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is, and I, and I wrote this quote, it's funny. Um, I actually thought about this and I wrote it and then I ended up tweeting it, but I said, it's not about what level of anything you've achieved but your self-acceptance of that level. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've been plagued with is always thinking that there is this level of perfection to attain. Yeah. That's just something in in multiple areas of my life where it's like, (laughs) oh, I could do this and it would be better and I would do this and it would be better. The difficulty with that is that you never really achieve acceptance Mm -hmm. on where you are. Right. You're always like... And I don't mean that you can't get better and you can't improve, Yeah. but you're not giving yourself kudos or, you know, making yourself feel good for where you are right now. Right. You're always thinking, well, I have to be at this other place yeah. in order to be happy. Yeah. You know, like, whether that is my financial, my, my marriage, my, my kids development, whatever it is, you're like, oh, when that comes, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And it's like, we're delaying happiness <laughs> for no reason. No, it's a really good point. Because you never attain it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just not something. So um, when I look at you know various like components of your life, what I'm suggesting is if you evaluate where you were mm-hmm. in the past yeah. and then compare it to where you are now, yeah. 
that is a much different way of evaluating your life. And, and they accept contrast helps a lot. Right. Yeah. You compare and contrast. So yourself. you're looking at it and saying, and, and here's a, I mean, here's a great example is this podcast. Mm-hmm. So there are so many things I want to do with this podcast. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, all kinds of stuff, technical yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, you know, the video things, the different channels of, you know, social media. I mean, sure. so many things I want to do. Yeah. You Yet. Both. And so if I look at all those things and go, well, we really haven't achieved success until like, you know, I have this many followers and this many subscribers <laughs> and this many, you know, whatever downloads. I'm never going to feel good about what it is that I'm doing. Yes. If, if I looked at it that way. Yeah. Instead, and, and granted, this is recent. This is not like I'm, you know, <laughs> I've thought this way my whole life. This is like, I mean, I'm learning these things now yeah, yeah. as I go along. And, you know, it's funny. I was just was at a um, financial course recently, and it's like, this is one of the topics that they were talking about. You yeah. know? And it was like, it's just really, really valuable. Like giving yourself kudos for those small wins. It's mm-hmm. like kind of reinforces what, I've, what I'm talking about. And basically, I, if I look at it over the course of the last year, let's say, We've done 52 podcasts because we did one every, you know, one every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have a tremendous amount of content that we've created as, you know, to help dads. Yeah. And our downloads have been, I mean, exponentially increased. (laughs) Right. You know, because, I mean, a year ago we had not that much. Not that many at all. And, I mean, we're now, I mean, around the world and we've got, you know, a lot more people who are contacting us and listening to us. Yeah. if I take that and I look at that of where we were and it was funny too. And this, this kind of a, a I, I recently um, had lunch with a, an old work associate of mine and, yeah. uh, who had, who had done some work for me. And I, you know, I said, well, I still, I'm doing all this stuff. But he, and he hadn't seen me in like a year and a half. Yeah. And he, he said, you've, you're doing all that. Like you've done all that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I still haven't, you know, and I, I caught myself Yeah. instead his perspective was like, wow, you guys have put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can see all this work you're doing. Yeah. And I just had to take a step back and be like, you know what? You're right. Like, yeah. Like, I got to actually give myself some, yeah. some credit yeah. to say I, I've been doing this, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I mean, the moral of that, you know, of that element is of just looking at the difference of what you've done. Yeah. Now, if you haven't done anything and you're like, well, you know, let's say you were, it's, it's a physical, uh, you're like your fitness or something. And you look at, well, I used to be in good shape and now I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, it might, that might not work, Yeah. you know, but when you're trying to like achieve a level of success or something, um, you really do, it, it does help to look at that perspective for sure. You know, like, Oh, or even in my career, you know, I'm not making the money that I was well, two, three years ago, maybe you were better off than you were before. Yeah. You know, you or you're doing position. something different, but you weren't as happy. Right. And then you didn't have as much Which under we your control. About. <laughs> very go. good. It's uh, as if you almost knew what I was uh. going to say. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to touch on a couple areas. Um, these are sort of the, like there's four main areas that I, you know, and, and it was funny. A lot of times when I'm preparing for this, you know, I'm looking at articles and like, you know, all this stuff. This was straight from my heart. Okay. Like, like this was, my head and my heart, what do I deal with? What do I feel? And I'm sitting there just, I mean, I was just writing. It was pretty cool. It was actually like, that doesn't happen very often because I talk, I talk okay where I can just (laughs) talk about on a topic, but my writing doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's four areas, uh, professional, financial relationship and physical. Those are the four areas where, for both myself and what I see with other dads, mm. 
there's probably more, but those are the four main ones that I see. They're reoccurring um, with most people. Yeah, that yeah. actually, you know, affect emotions. They affect your mood. They affect your f- people around you. Yeah. A lot of that stuff. And so, you know, what, what the overlying thing I was talking about is just that each of these areas can have a huge impact on you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about each one and just kind of touch on them. So the first one, you know, professionally and, and, the, and what dads deal with professionally. And it's interesting how much transition there is typically in the early years of a child's life. Mm. for the dad Mm. like we sat in the meetup group and all these dads who had young kids were like oh i just moved you know i just bought a new house or hey i just got a new job i just i mean everyone is sort of in this transitional phase because you're you're starting to evaluate things and look at things differently you're saying well i need more security yeah or i need i need to have a place for my family or or, i need to be closer to home yeah there's all kinds of things that happen and so there's this transitional stuff that happens well that transitional stuff is pretty disruptive for sure. You Especially know, when having a child. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my first child, I was like, oh, I decided to leave the business that I was running. You know, like <laughs> not great timing. Right. You know, but you talk about a transition. Like, yeah. All of yeah. a sudden to go from this great stability to like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to go consult. Yeah. You know, like, OK, <laughs> don't talk to my wife about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, you know, it's a big transition, you know, to do those things. So professionally. One of the questions, and I also, this was dealt with recently, are we doing our life's purpose? Yeah. Or are we doing this because it pays our bills? Yeah. And that is, you know, it's a really, really difficult thing Mm -hmm. to look at that and seriously look at it and say, am I doing what I want to be doing? And many people will say no, Yeah, but that's, that's what pays my bills. Like that's, you know, I, I can't just switch. I can't just, do, I've been in this industry for 10 years. How am I, I mean, yeah, all kinds of things. Now absolutely. I'm not saying this is something that's easy, but one of the things, you know, and if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have your own business, it's, it's even more difficult. I mean, I can yeah. say that from experience, you know, if you're trying to run your own business, and you have a new family. Yes. That is a really, really difficult thing to accomplish. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's you are up against jobs. the Three odds. Jobs. Yeah, you are up against the job because you're, I mean, it, it, it encompasses your head yep. at all times. It's not like you just leave it at nine, you know, at five o'clock. You're like, oh, cool. I don't have yeah. to deal with this anymore. It is a full time occupation of your mind. Right. And, you know, so, yeah. Um, and for many people, I mean, even if they are in working for somebody else, that could be that way too. I mean, mm-hmm. just their job and their career and everything is really, really important. And as men, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. We just that's that's how we roll. Right. You know, <laughs> right. it's, it's important. It's funny you mentioned occupation of your mind because occupation can mean job. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't think about yeah. the correlation between that word and occupying space. <laughs> that and was time. just on accident. <laughs> Sometimes good. we're smart without even yeah. knowing that we're <laughs> going to be smart. Surprise! We sometimes surprise ourselves with our smartness. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, so I wanted to say, so what do you do? Like what, what is the, if if you are in a situation where you ultimately are not doing what makes you happy Mm -hmm. career wise, you know, how do you begin to transition or how do you begin to approach that? So one of the things that was very interesting said to me was what do other people say that you're good at? Yeah. You know, cause sometimes you don't know. I mean, like, like my wife, for example, she, she's a nurse. She knew it's immediately when she started to be a nurse that like, that's what she really wanted to do. And she absolutely loves it. 
there's no, she's not saying, Oh, I really wish I would have been X, Y, Z. Yeah. I mean, right. there might be some things as a joke, like, Oh, I want to yeah. really be a professional dancer or something, sure, you know, sure. but, but realistically, but the realistically, it was like, Oh, this is my calling. She's very, very happy yeah. with what she does, yeah. you know, and has a great environment and everything else. So that's, you know, she had that for me. Nobody has ever said, Jason, you really should sit in front of the computer for 10 to 12 hours. <laughs> right. Like you'd be really good at that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know you talk really well, but I think in front of the computer for 12 hours a day, <laughs> you know, that's your calling. Yeah. It's just not the case. Yeah, exactly. You know, so for me, I'd begin to evaluate that. That's what allowed me to then start doing this stuff was to say, like, even if I'm not doing this as my full occupation. Yeah. It's a very fulfilling and enjoyable thing for me to do. For sure. You know, and so I can get something out of it. So that's the other part too, is that you can begin to do things and make those steps, you know. Right. And you like you're doing um you're lecturing, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, part of your side gig really right. is to do these lectures and things of that nature. So that's kinda of, and the same thing with me. Like I do I teach the class teaching, right. at, at a university. And so um that becomes you get a little fulfilling. bit of fulfillment in that. Yeah, there's a right. lot more the, of my being involved in that than there is sitting in front of a computer, as you right. said. So I totally agree with that. And yeah. I've went through a lot of transitions just to get to this period of, of my life because I had several occupations that were completely not what I wanted to do at all. Right. Financial analyst, for example, right. um, for a low income housing tax credit syndication <laughs> firm. How the heck did I even have a bad job? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then I, that, I drove away from that and ended up, you know, eventually coming down to what I'm doing now, which I am happy with. But then that leads to, okay, now what? What is really fulfilling me. I'm now at right. the, a little higher up in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs <laughs> and I'm starting to realize where my self-actualization uh, is coming from. Mm-hmm. And then teaching is becoming a little more closely to that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you're excelling at it. Like you yeah. said, I mean, you've had write-ups and you've yeah. had these things that had people the write-up, gave you yeah. accolades. So in, yeah. in essence, they're saying you're really good at this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're finding, and that gives you a lot of confidence. You know, right. when you are doing something where people are giving you that accolade, mm-hmm. it feels really good. For sure. You know, and it boosts you up. So, you know, professionally though, that can be the frustration where we lie is like, gosh, this, this work is just bringing me down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, it's not doing well. So, you know, which I can attest to certain parts of my life. That's not, I don't have that luckily now, mm-hmm. but there are times certainly, especially when my kids were even younger, where the frustrations of work yeah. bled into other areas of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's difficult and it's yeah. really, really stressful for sure. So, you know, even if you make less money, mm. you kind of can consider it might be worth it just to make yourself happy. Yeah, yeah, you that know? that is a, a step back, yeah, you know, but a step forward in the right direction, right? Yeah. So the second thing now is the financial, which you know certainly is a good segue from from professional. Yep. Um, but the reality is, being a provider for your family, and we're talking, of course, you know, in a situation where you are the major provider for the family, it's really, really stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, especially like, you know, you feel like you're never quite making enough money for the lifestyle that you want to live. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, you know, or that you want your family to have and you, you might be living paycheck to paycheck. You might even be in debt. Yeah, it's it's a very, very common thing. In fact, there's a there's a, um, this law. It's called Parkinson's law. It was created by an English writer, C. Northcote Parkinson. OK. And basically what it says is no matter how much money you make. You'll spend the entire amount and then a little more. Mm. So whether you are making thirty thousand a year or three million dollars a year, yeah, you're going to spend it. Huh. So the there are ways that 
you know, if you learn, there are ways to combat that by like automating some of your deposits into some other account. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. There's some, there's some techniques and things which I'm learning to, to do that. Cause it is so true. It's like when I made less money, mm. I spent it all. When I make more money, I spend it all. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, that's how it works. Like you don't build a cushion. Right. You just basically kind of live in, you're moving your standards up, but then your standards up here are going right. All of a well. sudden so, your lifestyle's changed. Yeah. So unless you can have things in place to do that, yeah. you know, to combat that, you're just kind of stuck, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's very difficult. So, you know, so what are the things you can do with that? So, you know, with financial stress, I'd say one of the things if, you know, financial stress is one of your big, you know, elements that are causing you anguish. Yeah. You know, you really need to learn about finances. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah, it is something where I felt, it's funny. I felt like I knew some, and I think I probably felt like I knew more than most. But when I started getting into learning more, yeah. it's the same thing with anything. You realize you know nothing. <laughs> you know, the more I learn, yeah. the less I the realize I know. Yeah. And, Here's um, some irony for you. Um, I knew nothing about finances as I was a financial <laughs> analyst. Right. So I only knew how to manage money from the perspective of numbers and other people's assets type of thing. Right. My own life and no nothing. Yeah. And there's a lot of different philosophies on that. I mean, there's certainly there's financial planners and accountants and things. And I think professionals um, can be really helpful. Mm. But at the same time, I think you have to be really informed yourself. You do. In order to select a good professional. And what works best for you. You can't leave it up to a yeah. professional to say, this is what you should be doing. Right. I think you have to be empowered and you have to learn about it yourself. So, I mean, there's tons of books and there's tons of things. And I think there's tons of different philosophies based on kind of where you're at. Mm -hmm. You know, when you are in severe debt, there are people very high, you know, uh, they're on TV and everything that you're aware of. I won't give names, but basically, you know, they're experts to show you how to get out of debt. Sure. If you're someone who's sort of middle on the road and you're kind of trying to build something, there's people who are experts at that. Sure. And then if you're trying to build and really grow, there's experts at that. So it's finding the right niche for you in the right area, but it, you know, it's education yeah. and it's learning about it and it takes effort, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. You should bring this up because I just saw something, I don't know if it was a documentary or what I was watching, but they said, um, investors don't have empathy. This goes back to some things we always mention. Empathy is a big right. part of that. And the reason what you're saying is saying learn it yourself because you have empathy for yourself. Right. So you'll take it more seriously and more controlled of what you're doing within your realm of people that you care about. Whether it wasn't an investor or a financial planner or whatever, they don't have that soul and heart. They don't really care what your problems are. And, and there, well, should we should make a caveat. There are probably some that care very much. Sure. However, right. I'm saying majority. The system is set up for it to not necessarily work the best. I mean, right. whether it's insurance people or financial planners or anything like that, they are their system that they are set up around, you know, the incentives yes. and the products and everything like that are not always in line with what you're trying to accomplish. Exactly. They may offer things because it's better for them. Yeah. Commission wise or just yeah, for the it, sake of money or they don't know other options yeah. and things. So and I'm finding this to be very true right now. I'm learning a lot about this stuff. Yeah. And I have to educate myself so that I can make those decisions so that when there is somebody that I'm calling on as a professional, I know what questions to ask. Yeah. You know, I know what why are these fees so high or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Um, if you, if you're just giving blind faith in any area of your, of your 
life, you know, you got to be careful. Sure. You know, and that's why a lot of these people got screwed in finance, you know, and all this other thing. Yeah. Um, they sort of just put blind faith into something without really understanding what it is. And that's, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't happen, you know, cause you think that an expert is going to be an expert. Yeah. Gonna, but the truth is, is that, you know, they all, or many of them are part of a herd yeah. doing very, very similar things. You right. know? And sometimes it's very difficult to go against that. that For herd. sure. Yeah. So that's something, uh, you know, you just got to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. Um, the third area is relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, we've talked pretty extensively, um, you know, episode 61, we talked about the fears of becoming a dad yep. and how they, a lot of those fears related to the relationship and intimacy and attention and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, cause the reality is, you know, when you are in this early stage of your, uh, marriage, and or child, sometimes you just don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say you don't have the energy. Sometimes you don't want to, to provide, the, provide energy the energy sure. of, of improving something and, or vice versa. Your spouse is the same thing. I mean, you know, your spouse is taxed and tired and sleep deprived and physically not feeling well. I mean, there's all these things that we talked about right. that, it makes for a very difficult situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, and as the relationship requires effort, if one or both or whatever are not putting the effort towards that relationship, it's going to start to deteriorate. Yeah. You know, and that's just, and so that can be a huge area of stress mm-hmm. at that early stage that the, you know, the person's going through. And that comes in many different forms. Like I said, it could be, it's just like, you're just not, you're just trying to work so dang hard. You're not thinking about it. So yeah. you're not paying attention to your spouse. Right. You know, you're, well, I got to be late. I'm going to be doing this. Or you're not paying attention to your, your child or vice versa. You know, your wife or it's just like, listen, I, I, I'm too tired. I just, I don't even want to go out to dinner, you know, or whatever. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. it's just, there's all kinds of stuff that happens at that stage. And, and in a sense, you become a little lazy. Yeah. That's maybe the word. Sure. Yeah. You know, a little complacent. Yeah. That's even better. Um, right? Yeah. And it's very, very difficult to not let that happen. You start, I, I've seen situations and then you start keeping score. Well, I'm doing this. Yeah, the person, yeah. the other person should be doing this. Sure. Yeah. I think you know, we talked about like, that in yeah, one of our segments. Yeah. All kinds of things that does good. Yeah. Um, and you know, you hear a lot about people getting divorced and they often have young kids. Um, but I don't think it's the young kids causing the divorce, yeah, but right. yet the combination of all these other elements that happen when you have young kids. Yeah. That's that, often what it is. It's the sure. stresses. It's the stresses of money. It's the stresses of the relationship itself and the effort. It's the stresses of finances. It's the stresses. Those are all, I think I said money and then finances, which yeah. is essentially the well, same thing. Well, it can be almost two different yeah. things. <laughs> two different words, not the same thing. Um, but I, yeah, I think that, you know, that, that can certainly be contributing factors. So, you know, what do you do in those situations? The first thing you do is you have to talk to your spouse. Sure. And as men, that's sometimes hard to do. Yep. We have difficulty expressing our feelings. We have difficulty because whether it's embarrassed, not knowing how, um, we don't want to talk about it. We go in our cave. Yeah. I mean, right. there's all kinds of reasons why we decide that it's not something that we want to deal with. And the reality is, is that in order to get better, in order to feel better, if you're really down, it's really weird, but talking about it and letting it out 
really does help. Yeah. You know, especially when you're talking about talking about feelings in terms of being a provider, uh, having a better job or financially related, that's kind of related to being a provider. Um, it's especially difficult to admit that you need help or that you want yes. to talk things through because yes. it's or you feel like a role. failure. Yeah. It's the male role to be a provider. And if I can't yeah. do that, then I'm that I'm admitting defeat. So therefore, I don't want to talk about it. I know right. I have it all under control. You know, leave me alone. Yeah. No, I, I recall going back. There was um, one or well, there's been many, but one, one business. There's only one, only one incident. Ever. No, but a business that I had, fa- I considered I failed, at. Uh-huh. you know, instead of figuring, figuring out what I learned and all this stuff, it was, uh, you know, I, I felt like I failed mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And that was an extremely difficult thing to face. Yeah. You know, like, well, this didn't work out instead of just that. Well, it didn't work out. I'm on to the next thing. And meanwhile, I was on to the next thing and doing fine and whatever, sure. but still dwelling on this fact that I didn't yeah. do what I should have done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I didn't make that situation great, yeah. you know, and um, have since, you know, learned hopefully from that, that like, wow, that didn't help me very much. Yeah. You know, dwelling on this for no reason. It's like, I can't sure. control it anymore. It's done. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I, it's, it's, I have to close the business. Like I can't, I can't do anything else about it. Yeah. So that's, you know, people who are good at getting over things quickly <laughs> have probably an easier time. Sure. Um, so what I was saying is, you know, first when it re- is re- relates to your relationship, talk with your spouse. That's the first thing. Hmm. Um, you know, communication is, is no question. The single most important element, you know, in reducing these issues is talking about it. And I have experience from this firsthand where, you know, I went through some stuff where my, when my mother passed and I went, um, you know, whether it was a relationship issues or something like that, where, you know, I, I went to this men's group and I was talking about it and it's just, you, you just feel better. And sometimes, you know what, you really don't want to talk about it. Of course. You know, I remember even, you know, with grief counseling, it's like, that was the last thing I wanted to do <laughs> was sit there in a group full of guys yeah. talking about the death of my mother yeah. and getting emotional. Like, why would I want to talk about that? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but I had, you know, trust and faith in the leaders of this group mm. to just, they, they had been through these kinds of things and, and I really trusted them and yeah. they're just like, this is what you got to do. And I was just like, Oh, this is not what I want to do. No. Like that's the last sure. thing I want to do. I don't yeah. want to face anybody. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to be in my own world and yeah. get my stuff done and just leave me alone. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. And, Which, uh, and as guys, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the cave for sure. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, it's yeah. just, do we just for sure, for sure. Yeah, they Almost be double valley. for sure. It was that for was, sure it's squared. That was Valley Dudes. For those, for those of you old <laughs> sure. enough to understand that. Um, the young people are like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's the way I talk now. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if the communication doesn't work, then, uh, you know, you consider getting outside help. So that's a, you know, a counselor, a coach, right. or, you know, if you're a religious leader, whatever, whoever it is, but you know, sure. the idea of talking to somebody about it is really, really important. Mm-hmm. And you know, first thing is if you can talk to your significant other, but yeah, so that's, you know, that's the, the action plan. Um, the last, the last item is physical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a big correlation between depression and people not taking care of themselves. Yes. You know, in many, in many ways. And that, I think they kind of work hand in hand. So it's like, you know, people get more depressed when their physical health isn't good. And then their physical health gets worse when they get more depressed. I had a friend that, um, was going through all those hard times and had to rent out a room and like in a hotel and, uh, was just eating 
garbage like mm-hmm. chips and cheetos and stuff like that <laughs> i was like because they were broke you know right. and I, I go i went over there okay can you at least eat me? a potato yeah a pota- exactly yeah. and he's like um yeah <laughs> he deconstruct all this you right. know? um but he's you know, basically it's like oh well um hey can you bring me such and such and so on so i said look i can bring you something it's like well maybe you bring me this and that and like, like water and some ramen top right. ramen and i didn't bring ramen i brought some ramen but i was like here's some fruit, fruit. yeah a banana like you need to be healthy to right. in order to get yourself out of this whole funk. And right. I, as much as I can't help you with everything, at least I can bring you something healthy to start with. And yeah. that was the main thing. Like, right. I realized, cause I remember going through that too and just eating garbage or drinking. Too well, much so there, and so this is, it's an interesting topic because this is one of those areas that you actually can control. Yeah. You know, there are some things that'll happen in your life with people around you yeah. and other things, you know, sometimes it's work, sometimes it's, you know, even finances, bad luck, whatever. Your diet and your exercise is totally in your own control. Yep. And so that's something if you can make these small steps and say, you know what, at least I'm going to treat myself nice, yeah. even though I don't feel really well. And that I think I'm, I remember that's really hard to yeah. do. You know, when you're not feeling good, you, and many people associate it with food as soothing and everything else. Comfort food. Yeah. It's comfort is, you know, you want to have those delicacies that make you feel better. You know, yeah. I mean, how much does a, you know, carrot make you feel better. You know, it makes you, you know, better in the long run. Yeah, it's like, but it's not that fulfilling. No, you're, you know, you're right. Versus a big bowl of ice cream. Yeah, I mean, it's just not yeah, as fulfilling exactly. to do that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, they'll consume things. You know that they just they shouldn't do, and also they'll be more sedentary. You know, mm. you'll watch TV, you'll sit in bed, you'll do things that you just normally. Maybe that's not your normal lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you are more active, you know, even to just walk outside. Yeah. You know, I know. And that's the thing, too. I, when, even from my personal experience, like I've been broke and not had a lot and had my car repoed and all kinds of stuff. When I first moved to San Diego, my first right. year here was a nightmare in terms of finances. <laughs> and I got real sedentary, but I had some friends that kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. Like, hey, why don't we go somewhere? Right. Like anywhere. Like, and, and like you know, t- I'll take you to a ball game. I have an extra ticket. I'm like, eh, I can't spend any money. It's like, you don't have to. It's free. You know, right. but you just have to get out of the bed. And I'm like, right. all right. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then, of course, I felt better, you know. Right. And then I started realizing that, oh, maybe I should just go outside and do <laughs> something about it rather than sit there and mope because I can't, you know, buy things in a bar or whatever it is or buy things that, you know, I normally could afford previously. Right. So instead of doing that, I started making a point to just go outside and take a walk or something. You know? no, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. You know, so, that, well, there's the answer. So, so what should you do? You know, one of the first things is figuring out what the cause is. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to really understand what is the cause of this pain because yeah. you know, it's, it's typically pain of some kind. Sure. It's pain. It's fear. It's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. So what's the cause? Like really, what is the root? Own it. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to dwell on it. Um, you know, and then figure out too what you are capable of doing or what you could do and start really small, especially from the physical standpoint. Yeah. So maybe that is like you said, it's replacing a meal with something healthy yeah. or it's, you know, just taking a walk outside. Yeah. You know, and one of the things to consider with all of these items is you have a child now. Yep. You know, the responsibility is not just your own. It's not just for your own body and everything else. You're teaching this child. So sometimes that in itself can be motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard stories with celebrities and things like that. Like they didn't make it until they actually had children. Yeah. (laughs) Because all of a sudden they were much more hungry. They were much more driven to all of a sudden to like be the provider and do that. So 
while there is a tremendous amount of stress that comes with it, sometimes it's the, it's the ignition or the impetus yeah. to do something about yeah. it. And you, you know, your, your children are watching. You know, they're, sure. they're watching what's going on yeah. and, they, and they also watch how you handle these situations. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the faking it, if you will, might help the child. Now, it's OK for children to understand real life and you know, know that dad is not perfect. That's OK. Right. We've talked about that. Yeah. But at the same time, you're setting this example saying, you know what? I want my children to see me get up, take care of what I need to take care of, handle my business and be happy. Yep. Because that's ultimately, you know, what we all want. We all want to be happy. We all want to enjoy our life. When you're in this state, you just don't know how. Right. You just really don't know how. So, you know, that's, I think that's the, you know, the important thing. And you know yourself, I mean, especially like with fitness, you know, do you need an accountability partner? You know, somebody that you need to work out with. If it's your wife. Yeah. Maybe it's just go for a walk with the child and the wife and you go and you just get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean. It's amazing how much fresh air can do. (laughs) I know. Fresh air and some sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how you get motivated because I'm sure you've done things in the past. You know, it's like there are areas of your life where you have been successful. Yeah. You know, everybody has something that they can point to. Maybe they didn't attain the level that they wanted to, but if they look at where they were at one point and where they ended, there's always something that you could look at. Yeah. You know, the fact is if you built a relationship and then you got married, yeah, that in itself is a huge thing, <laughs> you know, or you had a child, yeah. you know, you went from not having a child to all of a sudden, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility. So I think, you know, th- these are all really, really important things. And I, and I kind of wanted to say like, you know, we're not solving the world's problems here. This is not, you know, our intention, <laughs> but we really do care about the dad community, you know, yeah, and that's sure. why this podcast was created. And there's a lot of dads struggling with these various areas. And, and I, and I know this because I I've had it and still deal with a lot of these things and have talked to people that are dealing with these yeah. things. That's what these meetups are. That's what, I mean, when we talked, we talked to friends, I mean, that's, that's the stuff that is going on. We just often don't share it mm-hmm. and communicate it and get it out. And talk about it. Yeah. And so, right. um, you know, if you do need assistance or help with anything like that, um, you know, give give us a, a, a shout or, you know, yeah. let us know. I mean, email, email us. Podcast at dudesadads.com. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to help out and, and speak with you, whatever it is. Um, you know, these, these are the kinds of things that I think build bonds and build relationships. And, you know, it's really, really important for people for dads to take care of themselves yeah, and and not only for themselves, but for their family. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's, you know, the ultimate thing of what I said, I think in the beginning is this is hard. Yeah. This is not an easy road that you're going down. And so it's business, it's finance, it's relationships, it's all this stuff. And everybody struggles with it. Right. You know? And, um, so that's, I think what, uh, maybe the point was for today. Yeah, no, that's a great one. This is a great, uh, topics and all those things that really hit home with anybody, even if you don't have kids and really hits home. Yeah. Uh, when you have relationships and finances and and, and things that you've just discussed, like, uh, everyone can take some, you know, credence for that. But like, I believe with dads, it's super important. Yeah. All those things. It is. Yeah. So with that, um, like Alan had said, uh, email us podcast at dudes to dads.com. Uh, we'd love reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, some five star reviews would be, be wonderful. Perfect. Yeah. Twitter and, um, dudes any, to dads. Twitter dudes to dads, yeah. Facebook, Facebook, and we also now have sure. our YouTube channel. YouTube. We put all of our 
podcasts on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, you, if you're a video absorber, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube because yeah. we've got some videos now coming too. We're yeah. gonna those are we'll actually do too. actual live videos. This is just audio with some screen on it, the logo on it. But we do have in mind um, recordings. Yeah. So, Those are coming. So. Yeah. Just part of the grandiose plan that I <laughs> feel like I need to attain. So. Exactly. So with that, Alan, thanks again. Thank you. And uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.